Hey, my name is Adva Hanan. I am obsessed with everything early childhood education and supporting you through your teaching career. I help you feel supported, encouraged, and continue learning throughout your time both inside and outside of the classroom. I'm an early childhood teacher who saw a huge gap in how early childhood educators are supported and guided throughout their classroom experience. Classroom management, teacher burnout, and distance learning are all topics we cover here. So get ready to learn, grow, and become the teacher you've always dreamed of being. Let's make an impact together. I am so excited to introduce you to my special guest on this week's podcast episode. Sarah is a wife, a mom, and an educator of 18 years and counting. A year ago, she stepped out of the classroom to become an entrepreneur. She uses her life experience and expertise to provide high-quality consultations for early childhood programs. Additionally, she is a mindset coach who serves parents and educators toward the best version of themselves. So today, we are talking about balancing life and teaching, boundaries, mindset that's incorporated into daily life and into teaching and entrepreneurship. And Sarah even gives you a few tips to anyone who is looking to really truly live their life to the fullest. Let's dive in. Thank you for coming on the podcast. I'm super excited. Yes, I'm so happy to be here. Really, truly am. So let's start with just telling us a little bit about yourself, your background, um, and kind of giving the audience a little taste of who Sarah is. Yes. So I, um, ever since I was a child, I always knew that I wanted to be a teacher. I remember in elementary school, whenever they would ask, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? I'd say a teacher. And it's funny because my mom was actually a teacher and, um, I didn't feel that there was a pull to follow in that footsteps. I just was passionate to, you know, become a teacher. And so as an adult, you know, that's where I led. I thought I was going to do elementary school and I ended up doing, I ended up in the preschool and I loved it and loved the kids. They're so funny. They're so creative, just, just amazing little people. And so that's, that's where I spent 18 years in uh, different ages from, I was with the two-year-olds first for a while and then moved to the, primarily with the three to five-year-olds. And I've also worked with newborns and worked with different ages up to age 16, but primarily um, with the three to five-year-olds. And I have two daughters of my own. I have an eight-year-old and a five-year-old. There's the sparks of my life and uh, hilarious little <laughs> little girls. <laughs> and I'm also married. I've been married for almost 10 years. October, it'll be 10 years. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. Um, so you said that you were in the classroom for about 18 years. Mm-hmm. Um, how were you able to balance all of it? Um, out of those 18 years, I know you got married and you had children. How were you able to balance the life because a lot of times we as teachers get very overwhelmed or stressed out or burnt out. Right. Well, so I was teaching for about uh, nine years before I got married. And to be honest, I didn't take care of myself very healthy. I mean, I wasn't eating the best and I was, uh, you know, getting 
just enough sleep. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't in the best condition. I did start, um, eating healthier before I, a couple years before I got married, I started taking care of my body and really realizing how I was impacting myself and not feeling healthy. So when I was a teacher about 10 years, that's when I became a parent and, um, really realized the most important thing are the basics, right? Making sure I get eight hours of sleep, making sure that I'm fueling myself with proper rich, you know, rich foods that are making me feel at my best. Um, and making sure that those basic needs are really like top priority. Of course, connecting with my girls and my husband, you know, filling my love tank with that. (laughs) Um, the, that was when I, you know, initial years and then fast forward until, um, I guess year 18 or so, I started to learn the mindset aspects and started really diving into that part and making sure that I was setting intentions for the day and keeping my headspace in a positive place. And that is where it made a world of difference, especially because I um, learned about all of this last year, you know, when the whole pandemic hit, I started um, growing personally and uh, had, had this amazing personal growth experience that started in January of 2020 And so, excuse me, so it really allowed me to go through that whole time period with grace and such confidence that I wasn't shaken by the circumstance of it. And I really had the best year of my life in 2020 um, because I had the proper tools. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, it's been a progressive growth. I'm so grateful for the experience and the journey. That's amazing. Mindset is definitely important. I work on it every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know I've, I've done episodes on mindset because of the difference it made in my life also. Um, so mindset, self-care, all of that kind of relates to um, implementing healthy boundaries in your life. And I know that a lot of times the lines get blurred um, when you're a teacher, when you're an entrepreneur, when, really when you're doing anything. Um, how do you find how do you find that implementing boundaries has helped you become the person that you are today um through your years of teaching and beyond yeah so it's it's been really awesome because we all know as an educator there's those ebb and flows throughout the year right where we're putting in more time if there's assessment time or the beginning of the year when we're preparing our classrooms or whatever it be so I always, I'm so grateful for my husband and the support he's been for me because he understands there's going to be those seasons, you know, where assessments are due or whatever. And so he will give me that space and is so gracious. And it really is about setting those boundaries, even with your employer, like letting them know that, hey, you know, I have this role as a parent outside of work. And and that really is my priority, you know, my children, my family and work is also a priority and making sure that that is really um, explained. (laughs) Cause I know, especially for people who own their own businesses, that's their life, right? You know, people who own their own private centers, it's their life and they, they want people that are dedicated. And certainly we are dedicated 
we are dedicated to our family as well. And so making sure, again, setting the intention for the day, really making sure that the mornings I give myself that space to um, really wake up and get my headspace in a positive place, you know, writing out my gratitudes, writing out my affirmations. I read my Bible in the morning, doing all these things before my children wake up. So then I am ready for, I'm ready to nurture them. I'm ready to go into the classroom and be the person that I need to be to them and also to my coworkers. And um, it makes all the difference. Absolutely. It really, really does. I mean, I have started incorporating some of that into my morning routine as well. And it just, it sets up a different kind of day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it used to be that I would wake up literally 20 minutes before I had to leave, yep. get the thing and walk out the door. Um, and a lot of times that actually didn't set me up for a very successful day. It's I, I would get into moods or I would just, you know, not be the quote productive person that I wanted to be in that moment. Um, so we talked a little bit about um, incorporating that mindset, but, and you talk about, you talked about your morning routine. Can you kind of, um, do you, first of all, do you have a night routine that you do? Um, and second of all, can you talk a little bit about those routines um, so that someone a teacher who is looking for something to help their day become a little bit more positive can maybe take some of that stuff on into their own uh, practice, I guess you can say. Yes, absolutely. I am so big on routines (laughs) and it's funny. I mean, we all are in the classroom, right? Like we have a routine, you know, that we follow day in and day out and we love that predictability and helps the children feel comfortable and to know what to expect. I am all about the morning routine for adults and the evening routine for adults. And I feel like for us, it's good to have those knowns, right? Those expectations because there's so many unknowns that happen in our day. So I um, encourage parents, I encourage teachers to wake up an hour, even give themselves an extra hour before they would normally wake up, you know, a half an hour, you know, to an hour, um, so that they can, you know, start writing out a journal of what they're grateful for and even for their future gratitudes, you know, the things that they're holding in faith for. And, um, you know, giving them the time also to eat a healthy breakfast, you know, not just grabbing this, you know, packed up breakfast, you know, on the way out the door, but really giving themselves the fuel and nutrients that we really need. Um, So I'm always, so it's interesting actually, because I'm not much of a coffee drinker. Like I will drink it for the flavor and the warmth and the enjoyment. (laughs) And I've found that when you're in a space of writing out gratitudes, thinking about what you're grateful for in the morning, especially, but throughout the day, for me, it gives me the same higher vibration as caffeinated coffee. And it's so, yeah. And so um, amazing. And I find it that it's so beautiful. And so as I coach and work with um, teachers and educators, that's really a beautiful transition for them to step out of, feeling like they quote unquote need coffee to where they can go sustained energy and everything without, you know, depending on that supplement. So for the evening, 
um, I always want, I always make sure my children are in bed like during the school year <laughs> by seven o'clock. Um, then that gives me and my husband time to connect. It gives me time to unwind, time to get ready for the next day. Um, and ideally, I like to be in bed no later than 10 o'clock because um, I always, I about 90, 90% of the time get my eight hours of sleep and, and it makes the difference going forward for the next day. Sure. So I'm huge with setting those intentional morning routines and evening routines. It's not just for children. It's for adults also. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I've, I've started now that I don't have to be up as early as I did when I was teaching. Mm -hmm. uh, I actually started getting into a more of a morning routine um, just because it helps me get into my day in a more productive mindset. Um, and I tend to get a lot more done in the mornings. Um, evening routine is something I'm still working on because uh, a lot of times, even when I do want to incorporate something like that, I'm so tired. I just need to turn off the lights and go to sleep. Mm -hmm. um, so evening routine is definitely something that is super important because I do find that if I'm working until let's say nine o'clock, I can't fall asleep for the next three hours because I didn't have a, the time to unwind. Right. Um, so last question is, can you give anyone who's listening three tips to help them live out their best lives as teachers, as entrepreneurs, whatever, um, they, whatever stage they're in at this point? Absolutely. I, I um, <clears throat> again, go back to the basics, right? I mean, we, we know what children need. They need, you know, sleep, they need food, they need that connection, you know, and that's the same for ourselves. Like, I feel like if you're getting enough sleep, then it's going to carry over. You're going to be eating healthier. You know, you're going to be um, feeling so much better. You're not going to be groggy. So no, those basic needs, making sure that those are in a healthy place. Um, and also starting the day with intention, right? Starting it with slowly, don't wake up five minutes before you have to rush out the door, you know, um, but really giving a space to calm your mind and really to enter the day in a healthy space so that you can serve the children that you are working with, you know, even serving your co-teachers, serving your, your coworkers with a place where um, you're not coming in with this chaotic vibration and adding to that chaos, you know, but really being the regulated person that will be beneficial for everyone. Um, and thirdly, I would say, don't be afraid to ask for help, right? Don't be afraid to seek out other resources, um, such as coaches, right? Such as mentors. I mean, we are teachers to the little people in the classroom and we need teachers also, right? We need mentors, we need coaches. And so, you know, find somebody that can be that for you, you know, find, surround yourselves with people who are in a place that is bringing you up to a better version of yourself and not keeping you in the same or dragging you down. Um, so yeah, surround yourself with those people and people who are in the space where you want to go. Um, I, I, uh, yeah, I think those three things are, are what come to mind. I love that. The asking for help piece really resonated. Uh, mm -hmm. In my first year, I did not ask for help. 
or I actually more like I didn't know what I needed in terms of when I asked for help and therefore um, I didn't really get to where I wanted to be. Um, so, and a lot of times I know teachers are very um, resistant to asking for help, um, but it, it is helpful. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> it, it, uh, it's very repetitive in that sense, but it's helpful. It works and it, it helps mm-hmm. you grow as a person. Yeah. So, I'm so glad you mentioned that too, because I feel like as teachers, we feel like we have to have all the answers. Like we feel like we have to have every single answer and know every single thing. And then it gets us into this place where we are afraid to ask for help. You know, we're afraid to admit that we have a lack somewhere. Mm -hmm. And really that's the beauty of all of us. You know, we all have strengths and that's why we come together. I mean, we're meant to hold each other up and to encourage each other with whatever space that we're in. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. It, it, it is hard because at the end of the day, we are all human. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we all exactly. have our strengths. We all have our weaknesses. But if you ask for help, you can work on those weaknesses and grow into a better person, a better teacher, a better entrepreneur, or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So Thank true. you for coming on. I know we had spoken about um, possibly having you come on again. So we'll definitely plan that. I just wanted to say thank you to you also for allowing me to be a guest. I love this and I've enjoyed getting to know you. <laughs> oh, and congratulations. I know this is your first podcast guesting. So that's really exciting. Um, so that's excited. awesome. So exciting. And hopefully this will help you get onto even more podcasts and maybe start your own. Yes, I am definitely planning on starting my own in the next couple months and um, if anybody wants to look me up on Facebook, I'm, I have a group called Epic Parents and Teachers, and I, I'd love for anybody to reach out and to connect, and, and I will get that podcast going, and, and then you could be a guest on my podcast. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, I will also put the link in the show notes so that they have it, okay. and they can request to be in that group. Sounds wonderful. Definitely go check out Sarah's Facebook group. She brings so much knowledge and wisdom into a world that can feel overwhelming and very, very stressful. So keep learning, growing, and becoming your best teacher self. I am so proud of you. See you next time, teachers.